You're listening to Ramadan Studios. So the first episode in our Ramadan Studios podcast series was with Lunacy, a.k.a. Chris Baker. It was the first session that we recorded and we did the music and the interview in Studio L. The music sounded really good. Um, We thought the audio recordings were really great. Um, We had a bit of problem with the actual interview in that the room space was quite large. Um, So you can hear in the interview that it doesn't sound as close and intimate as we might have liked it to. We really liked the idea of Studio L because we wanted this like intimate live lounge style setting, but we didn't we didn't sort of test before. Chris was kind of because he was our first artist. He was almost like a tester. We didn't really take into account the room reverb because it's quite a big space, isn't it? Yeah. Chris was a really good artist to work with because he was really professional and as a first artist, it definitely gave us a good insight. Um, We've since worked with artists that aren't as easy and in a way it was kind of good that he was our first person because he was very good. It led us in easily and it, it it made us comfortable and feel more confident in what we were doing. Um, we had a few problems um, technically in the first session when we had Chris. Setting up took longer, um, but we made notes in, in the session with Chris so that we could make our setup time a lot more efficient with our later artists. Yeah, timing definitely got better from the, the se- after the session that we did with Chris. We worked on our timing a lot and making sure that we were all set up and we knew what we were doing. It was just a good practice, I guess. Yeah. But the tracks still, I think the tracks still sound really good and he's really happy with it. Chris was really good to interview. He, it felt really natural and we didn't have to ask a lot of questions. We'd pre-planned some stuff. We'd written some questions, but the conversations sort of led on really, really easily. He was happy to chat to us, wasn't he? Yeah, he gave us loads of, um, he gave us loads of really personal information, which was fantastic because that's what we wanted from the interview. We wanted it to be exclusive and we wanted Chris's fans to be able to, um, get extra information from him through the through our podcast that they might not be able to get from his website. Yeah, we like the idea of finding out more about artists and their lives, not just about their music. Yeah, definitely. So when Chris told us about how we asked him how he writes his songs and um, he told us about how he wrote his song, uh, Lies and Kisses, and we got a really deep... Yeah, it was um, really insightful. Yeah, definitely. Um. It's also really great because he spoke to us about, because he's not from Cornwall, he spoke to us about um, what it's like living and making music in Cornwall, which is something that we're really focused on and that we wanted to keep recurring in all of our podcasts. So it was good that we got that in with him. We um, realised that this podcast was quite music-based. There was a bit about yeah. his personal life, but there wasn't. So we wanted to get a, draw a bit more of personal life out of our um next artists so we um, um, start we started to think about different links that we could use and sort of recurring questions that we wanted to use and things like that yeah when we were researching um what makes a good interview we found that there are three types of interview that we wanted to combine to make sort of the the perfect informative interview the first one is um informational so getting the facts from the artist the second is interpretive so giving the facts and getting an opinion from the artist and the third is emotional so gaining an insight into their state of mind and how they're thinking and I think for a first interview we did pretty well we get information like any gigs coming up or EP releases things like that 
Um, we get opinions on facts that we give, so about the music scene in Cornwall, things like that. And we get, with Chris, we definitely got an emotional insight. Yeah. It's very personal, some yeah. of it. You're, li- you're, li- you're listening to Ramadan Studios. So our second interview and person we had in the live lounge was Lily Lyons, um, or Lily Edwards. Um, she, we, re- we were so excited to get her into the studio because she, there's been so much hype about her around Falmouth um, and in the uni. Because it was our second um, session, we felt a little bit more confident, which was probably in hindsight not a good idea. Yeah. We did give ourselves more setup time and things like that, but we were kind of like, oh, Chris was so great, like this is going to be easy, and we had a few more problems with Lily. Yeah, the first problem was that um, Lily wanted to play electric guitar, and originally we'd planned for um, an, an acoustic setup, um, just down to our comforts um, in, mm. in tech respect. Um, so we did some research. We had to do some research in the best ways to mic up a, um electric guitar amp because we still we didn't want to DI it. Um, we wanted that live sound. We still wanted the room sound from Studio L. So we did some research on the best amps that the uni has um, and also the best ways that we could mic them up. And actually, the the research did pay off. And although we were a bit, um, we were a bit nervous about recording electric guitar, and it took quite a lot of time. Yeah, we were really happy with yeah. the result. And um, actually, Lily did two her two original tracks using electric guitar, and then she did a um, acoustic piece. Um, her cover was on acoustic guitar. And actually, listening back to them, I I think and. I think we both think that the actual the original sound uh, sound much nicer with the electric guitar. They sound yeah. more raw. And yeah, we wanted to keep that raw sa- sound, so it was very it was definitely live. You can hear little glitches and things at the beginning because it's not that's the point of it. Yeah, isn't it? It's supposed to be a live lounge style thing. Yeah. The other main problem that we had with this podcast was the interview. Um, yeah. The fan was on in Studio L, which hadn't happened the first time we recorded in L. And the thing about recording in Studio L is that when you're there doing it, you can't hear it yourself. No. And so it wasn't until in post that we could hear just this horrendous fan noise. There's not a lot you can do about it right then. No. So we just had to do our best. We did our best to um, apply some EQ onto the tracks to... um minimize the fan sound which we which we managed to do but it's still very evident in there um because we didn't want to take too much away so that the the actual interview sounded tinny we wanted it to sound warm and intimate still yeah um the format of the interview and just the general layout of the podcast was a different little different in this session um we decided to bring a snippet of the music of one of her tracks in over the opening of the interview when she introduces what she's going to play to give the listener a sort of brief introduction and i actually think it sounds really good yeah. um, i really like that format yeah um and we didn't time we didn't plan when the tracks were going to come in um when we were recording when we were doing the the session we just sort of wanted it to flow really easily Um, So we just recorded everything and then slotted it, I suppose, in post, which is good. It it sounds nice, but in the next next podcast, we try something a bit different, don't we? So it's it's trial and error. And I think this sounds good. It's just a bit different. I think um, it's natural. We we tried our best to get the tracks in where where we felt um, it applied best, really. Um, But yeah, like like Jade said, in later on in, in our 
project we worked on on ways and techniques that we could bring it in so it was more smooth and so that we didn't have to do so much in post and it was more yeah. in, in and listen we listened to some other some other things some other podcasts some other interviews and realized that it is okay to introduce the tracks in yeah. the session to not just leave it all to post it's yeah okay so because this was our second um session we there are, we could think a bit more about the things that we wanted to take from the other session so we definitely wanted to talk about Cornwall as a theme that's a that's sort of as our brand that's very important to us um and in the first session we'd asked our artists about three albums that they couldn't live without and this was something that we wanted to become our sort of thing yeah our last question at the end of every interview so we took that forward and I think it works really well yeah I think that it's personal they it really makes the artist start talking yeah definitely. Lily I think was really nervous in her interview and it got her talking a lot yeah um we found out a lot more personal stuff about her it showed him it showed a side it like it showed her pers- personality as yeah. well so you had like an, a kind of an obvious one for Lily Leanne Le Havis. Yeah. She's similar to Lily's playing style. And then Justin Timberlake yeah, like shows that guilty personal, pleasure side. It? it shows that um although she's this artist and fantastic artist, she's actually a normal person. Yeah. And that's nice for the listeners. Really nice. And we get more also in this interview we get a lot about her upbringing and her influences. Really personal, which I think is really good. Yeah. Um everyone loves to hear about that. Well, I I know that I love to hear about that kind of thing. Definitely. But still, um, although we got that, it was still very musical based. Yeah. Um. So we work on in the next um in the next podcast we work on um more general questions yeah. um which we'll talk about in just a minute. Um, with Lily, we wanted to talk about the viral video. It was important because it showed. Well, first of all, it shows like a good extent of research. Like yeah. on our on our half, we know about our artist. We know about what her fans are talking about and what's going on in her world, which makes a lot of you know it makes sense to talk about it and to get a bit more of an insight into what that means. Our sort of demographic is um, young people, mostly probably other musicians, and something like a viral video might just seem like completely out of their out of what is in their zone at the moment. So yeah. finding out about that is really interesting. And bringing it back down to earth, because, you know, she she, did, t- yeah. she tells us that it just it wasn't a big deal, which I think is really interesting. I really like that bit of the interview. Um, but we also make it, we try really hard to not just make these exclusive to students, especially music students. At Falmouth, yeah. Yeah, so we make a we make a conscious effort to not not refer to the university as here, or to say like we are, you know, here at uni. Yeah. So when the artist, that's something that we had to, um, we had to work on when our, if our artist did that, because it's natural for them. They know that we're students and they're students. Yeah. And we're at uni, they they're gonna talk about uni as here and this place because um, that's where we are. Because that's where we are. But we had to make. So we sure. had to sort of divert that, didn't we? Yeah, definitely. We weren't. We weren't recording at uni. We were. We are Ramajam Studios, yeah. and we had to make that. We were trying to not make the context solely uni based or not that it's a bad thing that we're at uni but that's just something that we had to it just broadens the audience then doesn't it and it it reaches out to a wider it's not exclusively for students which is not a nice thing yeah um also based on Cornwall um we Lily mentions in the art in the interview um that her favorite places to gig we asked her where her favorite places to gig in Falmouth are and she mentions um Jacob's Ladder the Chintz and Fins, Fins in all pubs in Falmouth um 
So we actually contacted a few of the pubs yeah. um, to see about um, doing other events using their using their establishments. Um, we thought it would be a good idea because they're getting free publicity through us yeah. and through our podcast. And we did we had a really good response. We are, you know, in the process of setting up like a sort of launch launch event and working with these venues to yeah. take this further. Yeah, the chin really great. The chintz, yeah, um, responded to us quite quickly and said that they'd be really interested in having us. Yeah. Um. So that's really exciting for us. For after this project, we can we can take it further. There's scope. Yeah. There's scope for um us to grow, which is which is amazing. Yeah. You're listening to Ramadan Studios. Our third session was with the band Stone Roots. They're a four-piece band, um, and it was quite different for us because we hadn't recorded a band so far. Um, it was a much bigger setup, obviously, and we had to do a lot more research into getting a good sort of live sound in that in that way from a band. We still wanted it to sound um, acoustic, live and acoustic. So um, even though they were a band, their usual setup is um, electric bass, electric guitar, drums. Um, all the boys do backing vocals, so three backing vocal tracks and Holly's main lead vocals. Um, so we asked them to do... Um, an acoustic setup. Um, so we had Holly lead vocals, Chez and Jordan did backing vocals, then Chez played acoustic guitar, Harry played um, double bass, which was really nice. Really nice. Um, we we did DI that because um, that was just what he preferred to do. And then Jordan played cajon. Um, so we had to do some research on the best ways to mic up a cajon. Um, but the research did pay off and I think the sound that we got was really good and um, we're both really happy with the yeah. um, music from Stone Roots because they're, they're a fantastic band and we wanted to um, make sure that the recordings justified their performance and, and we, we believe that they, they sound really good. We recorded the whole thing in Studio L again. Um and we had problems with the fans, but because of what happened with the previous session with Lily, we were wa- we were more aware of it. Yeah. So we made sure that everyone was sat really close to their microphones and that we were doing our best, basically. And I think it worked. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> There's it, still noise. It's not perfect, but sometimes that happens. And the room was important because the light, the tracks, the session sounds so good. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so just being aware of of the what the problems are makes it much easier to then avoid them and deal with them better, I think. Yeah, sure. The interview with the um with Stone Roots was so so different to um yeah, all the interviews with a band. Them. Yeah. Um I think that's obviously because you've got the relationship between the band. Um so because they're all friends, there's there was more kind <laughs> of banter. It made made the interview more more fun. We could ask like different questions like the habits question is yeah. really good and gets them talking a lot and is really personal. Yeah, That's sure. something that you could only do with a band. We got know that each in, other really well. We got that in really quickly as well. We got that in within the first like three minutes of the interview. Yeah. Um. So that immediately, it was chain. It was different then from our other, our first two um podcasts because it immediately showed that personality, which was yeah. good for, for what we wanted to do. Yeah. And how we wanted to progress our podcasts. We made, I think when we were writing the questions, we it was really important that we made sure to include everyone because obviously in that kind of setting, there are going to be people that are more talkative than others. So the habits thing got everyone talking. Yeah. <clears throat> and when we asked about um, what their favourite Cornish festivals 
um, to play at and to go to were everyone had something to say and yeah. had a different opinion, which I think is really nice. Yeah, definitely. And we got loads of information out of it, obviously. Um, we liked that question because they're Cornish. They're not students um, just studying at the university. They are based in Cornwall, so they know a lot about the, the scene and the area. But they, we also got, had a really good insight into, because they'd worked in London. Mm. Holly and Jordan had both gigged in London, so we had a really good insight into, similarly to other artists, into how Cornwall is so good yeah the music scene it was really nice they're they're all um they're all really experienced musicians down here they've done a lot of gigs they've done they've played at a lot of festivals um that was through a lot of personal research that we'd both done um that we found out that they have done that so we we tried to focus on that quite a lot um it's good to get their opinion because they know so much definitely yeah yeah exactly we got some really good background information from them as well um, about the band that they probably have never told anyone else before. Things like when they started. Yeah, it's not really something, not something that they keep <coughs> secret, but no. not necessarily something that, that you, you talk, talk about. about. You wouldn't say at a gig, oh, we met three years ago, we did this, Holly used to live in London. So that was really nice because it kind of shows, it shows their audience how they met because it doesn't say, you can't find that out anywhere else. Yeah. Which is that exclusivity. Yeah. Exclusivity? Yeah. That, um, we wanted we wanted from our interviews in terms of stru- structuring this session um we were we with the previous ones that we've recorded we had become far more aware this time of how we wanted it to go um how we wanted to we wanted to not have to do as much in post basically yeah. so we wanted to in, be introducing the tracks in sort of real time almost in the session um and we made a lot of effort with that so that we sort of we have segments where we say okay so what are you going to play for us now and uh, yeah. in the interview and they t- and they tell us about that and I think that works really well. It's really nice actually. We also in the um it, this was actually in post but we at the beginning when the band introduced <coughs> themselves we we put a snippet of their um original track Be Mine over the underneath over it. their introduction and it's, it's really nice. It sounds really nice and we've managed to time it really well. Yeah. Um, I love that bit. Yeah, that's really good. Um I really like the fact that their cover song is really current and in the pop world at the moment because it places us contextually in a really contemporary place yeah. and puts our podcast in there with because it's Ed Sheeran and it's so current, um, it really puts us into that like pop world straight away. Definitely. So I really like that bit. Um, we tried um, we tried a new technique with Stone Roots um, that we also did with another artist, um, um, so we we brought in this idea of quick fire round um, <coughs> where we ask um, the band 10 questions. So 10 we questions. did two each. For oh, the we band. did two each. So it was eight questions. Um, just a really quick section where we ask them random silly questions that are quite funny. Yeah, you find out quite a lot, though. Yeah, it's like it's not like it's not really um, important information. Hard hitting journalism. But it's just. It's just it's light-hearted and funny yeah. and like like with um, what we said about Lily's um, podcast, it just makes them seem like real people yeah. um, and it's quite funny. We tried it, we tried the quickfire round two ways. We tried it, so with Stone Roots, we didn't prep them. We just asked them the questions. Yeah. With our um, later artist, Lee Robert, we, um, we'll talk about more later, but we we prepped him on those and it's quite um, interesting the different results we got from yeah. those two. I prefer it this way. Yeah, definitely. It was funny. It's funnier. Um, that's 
obviously partly due to the fact that there's a band. Yeah, there's a, they sort we get a lot of inside jokes and things from yeah. it, don't we? Yeah, which is which is nice. But yeah, I really like that that whole segment. It it's a it's a link in itself. It's something that we if we you know we're going to do more in the future. We'd continue the same as we do when we ask the artists three records that they couldn't live without. It's a little thing that's ours, which I really like, especially with. Um, the not the sound that we have underneath it, the like TikToking and and things like that. I really like that. It's like a little a little bit. Yeah, it's it um, <clears throat> identifies us. Yeah, as a... we didn't actually do the three records that you couldn't live without with the band though, because because there's four of them. It's not fair to ask them to pick three. Yeah, between four and it's also would take too long. So yeah. we, so that's something that we left for the band set up. But we gained a lot of other stuff having the band. Do you know what I mean? We gain a lot, but then you just lose that one. It, it wasn't. It was. It's a, it's a shame because we wanted that to be like our, our thing. thing. But at the same time, you don't lose anything by not no. having it. We didn't need. We it gain in there. a lot of information from them anyway. Yeah, we decided to submit this podcast um, because it shows that we've been able to work with a band. Um, so technically, um, the <clears throat> setup was more challenging. Um, in terms of curation, yeah, it they and they're also from outside of uni, so we had one chance to get them in, and it felt a lot more of a professional exchange, I think, yeah. because they are quite a big name, yeah, and it it did take a lot of curation. Um, the interviewing as well, we had to think quite d- differently about how we were going to ask the questions, things like the quick fire round, how we're going to um, make it fair, like we said, so we include everybody, those kind of things we had to think about a lot differently. Definitely. And also just being aware of all four of them whilst we were doing the interview. When you're just interviewing one person, you can remind them to make sure they're yeah. facing the microphone and talking properly. And you can and do a lot of cutting in post when yeah. there's a band that, with everyone talking. It took us a long time, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. So but we're proud of it because... Definitely. So although, proud of it. Although it's not technically perfect in that there was a fan in the room and we've recorded other interviews not in Studio L that sound better generally I think this went really well yeah and we learned a lot from the first two podcasts that we'd recorded before yeah definitely we're really happy with the way this one turned out yeah you're listening to Ramadan Studios so our penultimate um podcast was with Lee Robert um he's also he's a uni student um and we went back to um a similar style of performance as lunacy chris baker uh who was our first um because lee plays acoustic guitar um and sings um so in terms of tech spec Mm. um we'd already um done this setup and we managed to set it up quite quickly it was quite nice we we recorded the audio the um, music in studio l again because we wanted that the room and that did work well with Chris that's one thing yeah, that did work well the definitely first time. we really liked the room sound so we we wanted that again um but we also booked out control and live room um so that we could um so we could do the interview in there in a in a drier setting see how that worked in yeah. terms of like whether it made the podcast generally sound better yeah and I think it did it I really did the interview is so much better and that's evident in the in in the sound of it, which is why we're submitting this podcast, because um, we think in terms of um, technicality and also just the content it is just so much better. The interview sounds really relaxed and it's really interesting and open. Like he's really personal about it. Yeah. But then the quality of it just generally just lifts that to Definitely. a different level, doesn't it? Yeah, of course. 
We also did the quick fire round again with um, Lee. Um, however, like as we said before, um, we did it slightly differently than to Stone Roots. We prepped him um, before. I think we felt that he'd be really nervous if we were going to ask him questions that he hadn't heard before. But in hindsight, I don't think that it made it better. No. It, it's, it wasn't natural enough. You don't want it to sound scripted. You want no. that element of, uh, I don't know. It, I it's think. funny, isn't it? Yeah. That's the point of it. So that's something that, that we um, that we know. We've trialled and erred and we know that that doesn't work as well if you pre-plan. Yeah. Which I guess is the point of making like as Definitely. many as we have. Yeah. Um, with this podcast, the structuring was a little bit different because we bring in his cover song... Um, really quickly, yeah. 30 seconds into the podcast, we play an actual track. So instead of bringing in a snippet, we just straight away, we just ask him what he's playing, he introduces it, and then it just felt right to play his cover. Yeah. Which I think is really nice. Yeah, definitely. And then we ask him, once that cover's finished, we ask him about why he played that cover. Because again, it's a really mainstream pop song. We we asked Lee to make sure that his cover was from the top forty, the current the top forty at the time. Um, this is because we thought that Stone Roots cover of Barcelona by Ed Sheeran was really successful and and puts us um, yeah, contextually in that, in that yeah, really current contemporary place. Yeah. So putting I'm um, asking Lee to do a current song, and it was a really nice cover actually, and we were so happy that he did it. Yeah. Um. With the second track that um, Lee played, he introduces it as part of the recording, not as part of the interview, which is nice. Yeah. So we'll talk about some music for a bit. Then he just says, this is you three. Um, and then he plays it, which is really nice. So we get a good introduction. Yeah. But it's not part of the interview in the way that it was with Stone Roots. It's a different thing. Yeah. And then with the final song, it's not introduced at all. But it kind of flows into it really naturally because we talk for a little bit about the new album that's coming out and he says, I'm going to play you something from the new album. And then he plays it. Yeah. And we've already had an introduction to it at the beginning of the podcast. So you know what song it is because yeah. it's the only one that he hasn't played yet. But it's just a nice, really natural just flow flows, into yeah. that. Um, and then when he fin when that song finishes, we say, so it sounds like you're in a really good place musically, which I really like. Definitely. It's really natural, I think. So um, what we did at the beginning of the intro interview about six minutes in um we asked lee about his guilty pleasures um which we thought was a really nice feature because um it, everyone has their guilty pleasures everyone has their albums that they love to listen to but hate to tell anyone about um so it was it was nice and he would never have admitted that he he would never have have chosen westlife or james morrison for his discs that he couldn't live without so i think it was. It's good because it's. It's like what he likes, but it brings him back down from being too cool. Yeah, which definitely. I quite like. It's relatable and personal. Yeah. Another thing that we asked him about um, was busking because we did some research when we were preparing for the interview and saw online that he'd been doing some busking, and we thought that this was quite a good way to get into the interview a bit more about Cornwall because that's one of our themes that we're having in every podcast, um, and it was really good. He told us about how busking in Cornwall is better than other places and how it, how it you know how it's different and what it's done that's good for him and I think that's really great because like I said before in a for about a different session our demographic is mostly young people living in Falmouth a lot of them are going to be musicians yeah and getting to know about that kind of scene is really interesting mm. so I thought that was really good um and then as with the other artists um we asked Lee to just plug any gigs and albums that 
um yeah. he had coming up it's just that's just a great opportunity just, for the artist yeah to, and it's it's informative for the yeah. listeners as well it's like they're not just getting opinions and personal stuff they're also getting information which was one of the styles of interview yeah when researching that we um that we wanted to use and it shows it shows the it showed the listener that there's more to come from the artist yeah. and it's not it doesn't just end here <clears throat> at this podcast they can go and find out more about about them yeah. if they haven't heard them before we like acting as a sort of promotional tool definitely yeah and supporting yeah yeah, yeah. that's the idea you're listening, you're, you're listening to ramadan studios so our final podcast our final session was a little bit different because it was with classical guitarist lois brown um one of the main things that was different is that she did three covers and she didn't do any originals because of the nature of her playing style but i think it worked fine yeah it was really good um we didn't do quick fire round with Lois because the podcast is really relaxed. Yeah, it's I f- I think to listen to it's really relaxing. The interview and the and the tracks. We said we said it's quite Radio Four esque. It's, it's a quite, bit different. Yeah, it's not because it's not pop. We we didn't want to shoehorn in our other features. No. just for the sake of it. When actually it didn't really fit with the style yeah. of the session. Yeah. Um, which I think is fine. It's adaptable. Yeah, definitely. and she's still a local musician, and we still talk to her about Cornwall and how she because she is gigging in Cornwall as a classical guitarist. So we ask her about that, and that's really great. The recording quality it's of the podcast lovely. is is really good. Yeah, we were in a different room actually. We were in Studio K for this. Um, yeah, that was a, just for logistics. We wanted to get the um, the we really wanted to get Lois recorded, and that was the the only time she was available and that was the only room available um so we just thought we'd go for it and we we managed to deal with the space really well and um are really happy with how warm and intimate the interview sounds yeah it is really intimate it's a slightly shorter podcast because again of the nature of the tracks that she played um and also the interview it (laughs) The interview's less chatty than yeah. others. But but like I said, that's just the, the nature. It's a bit different. And perhaps the audience and her audience yeah. um, is will differ from the audience of the likes of Stone Roots and Lily Lyons. It's bringing in different people, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. We really wanted to do something different. So we've had the singer-songwriters, we've had the band, now we've got something classical. Yeah. It's just drawing in uh, loads of different people um, to, to Ramajam Studios and yeah. to the other artists as well. And she's still part of, this, part of the demographic because she's part of the music scene, young music scene in Cornwall, yeah. just because it's not pop. It's still a part of that demographic, and it also proves that we're adaptable to yeah. our recording and interview styles. We um, asked Lois what it was like. We did because um, obviously Falmouth is quite saturated with contemporary music. Um, we asked Lois how it is gigging in Falmouth, and and she said she told us that um, it's it's good, and she said that she enjoys doing it classically. And there are, and she told us that there are lots of classical musicians within Falmouth. Um, but she's the one who's kind of pioneering yeah. gigging in the pubs. Like she goes to Finns and Jacobs and she, she she gigs classically, which is really interesting and really good for the other classical musicians. Yeah. So hopefully the other glass- classical musicians in Falmouth can listen to this podcast. And then and, get out of it more. And, and, and do it. And so, feel... so our podcast is doing that. It's bringing um, classical musicians into our podcast and then out into the scene in Cornwall which is the point of our of our brand but also we're bringing in our listeners who've listened to the other podcast because this this is the final one who are into pop music and they might go and see a classical musician they might listen to the guitar 
and think this is great. I really love this. I want to go and see this, and then go to these gigs. Yeah. So it's bringing it's sort of doing two things in that sense, isn't it? In all in all, it's a really lovely interview. The yeah. sound is gorgeous, and the um, the recordings of the guitar are, are beautiful. Yeah, we were really happy with this. They're really intimate. You can hear you can hear Lois moving. Um, mm. um, which if it was a studio recording, you'd be like, oh, I'm not so sure. But we want it to be live. live. You want to feel like she's there in the room with you. So we're really happy with it. We did ask Lois um, about her albums that she couldn't live without, um, which was really nice. Really interesting because yeah. she didn't just pick classical. No, did she, she, she picked she, a Chili's album, which um, she said inspired her in guitar music, which I think is so interesting. Yeah. And again, draws on this like crossover between pop and classical and how we can make that happen. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah, really good. And also, we also got the influences from her family. She, yeah. she, she told us that growing really up nice. there was... All of her family played guitar and stuff, so that that gives us the personal yeah. insight as well. All in all, a really brilliant interview, yeah. and and that's why we're submitting this. Yeah. You're, li- you're, li- you're, li- you're listening to Ramadan Studios. <laughs>